You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I can only say that it feels right. It feels right. It feels right. Yeah. I can only say that it feels right. Hello, good friends, and welcome to another episode of the 10,000 Lives Podcast. I'm Kyle Radke. I'm here with Julian Andrews. Julian, um, what's more exciting? What you had for dinner last night or what the Timberwolves have done in free agency? Um, I'm going to go with what I had for dinner last night, I think. I had some... Uh, some charcuterie, just like, you know, cheese and meat part. And then I had an ice cream. So That's... very uh, healthy, healthy, good, good, healthy dinner. Uh, setting me up for success, just like the Wolves free agency moves. They're setting them up for success next season. Correct. I had a leftover taco for like the fifth straight night. So um, life is good. Uh, before we get to free agency stuff, we want to thank our good friends, friends at DraftKings for sponsoring the podcast. Um, the games are underway at the, the Olympics. Um, we're like nearing the end. So, uh, you, you, you can bet on the free pools. They're available every day of the games in Tokyo and offering a free shot of up to $50,000 in total cash prizes. You've heard me talk about it before. I love the free pools. It's literally free money if you win. Um, so it's been great. Uh, download the top rated DraftKings app now and use a promo code TBPN when you sign up to get your free shot at up to $50,000 in cash prizes every day of the games in Tokyo head to DraftKings pool page to get your shot at huge cash prizes. That's promo code TBPN for a limited time only at DraftKings eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Um, we also want to f- shout out our good friends over at three star sports cards. Uh, if you're in the twin cities, Metro area, there's one in Bloomington. There's one in little Canada. They're great. They help you with all your equipment. They have um, the newest cards. They have plenty of cards for sale. If you're trying to, uh, build your collection for you or maybe for a kid. Um, also, go to 3starsportscards.com, and they have plenty of breaks going on as well. Yeah. All right, good times. Uh, Timberwolves news with free agency. Before we dive into other ones, um, no, they have not signed Lori Markkinen yet, which um, I'm an advocate for. Because is it necessarily because I think Lori Markkinen's a good player? No, but it just feels to me, and like, let me know if you agree with me here, Julian, it feels like we're being tricked into thinking the Timberwolves are really, really smart, but there it, it feels like there's no plan. 
Yeah, well, they haven't done anything yet. I think we said when they made the Rubio move and the Torian Prince move, like, oh, this has to be paving the way for other deals. Uh, none of those come to fruition. And again, I think as we said on the pod, was it last week or maybe maybe earlier this week, Timberwolves are not a free agent destination. And if no. Rosas's plan was to improve the team through signing a bunch of top free agents, not going to happen. Um, so I guess we'll see. Uh, but no, I mean, I, I'm with you on the marketing thing. Like, if they can get that done, that feels like the type of thing where a, it's like a, the appropriate level of risk for where the team's yeah. at right now, and b, just it feels like that deal would be good. You know, like it feels like his value is kind of low, and then maybe if he blossoms, that becomes a really attractive trade piece, like a young player on a good deal, or he's just a young player on a good deal on the Timberwolves. So yeah. I, uh, I think we should, I think we should make it happen. So uh, we'll give Rosas a call. Yeah, no, I, I, like I'm, I'm with you because like right now it's like I get the Torian Prince. You like if you're gonna bring back McLaughlin and you bring in Prince and you get rid of Ruby, like that makes sense. Like yeah, just on like a surface level, like you in like you try to strengthen a weakness at power forward and then you just like are like okay, Jordan McLaughlin, you are now the backup. That that makes sense to me. But if like if that's like the only move, I I think I posted on Twitter that. The Timberwolves are like the ninth, ninth or tenth seed right now, um, and like there's more people disagreeing with me about that than the marketing thing. People are like, "How is this thing like with all the teams in the West getting better? How are the Wolves the tenth best team?" And you're like, "Oh God, like we're maybe not that good." No, I mean it's not. It's not the the Wolves as they stand today. If they expect to, I mean, maybe they could do better than they did last season, but maybe you know, yeah, like maybe. every team has, I think at least stayed the same if not gotten better right like yeah other I mean, than the maybe the thunder the thunder and the spurs probably yeah but um, i mean the warriors are going to be back in the mix yep and um, yeah the, the the uh nobody who made the playoffs is going to be worse yeah the pelicans are making a run like they're trying to like put all their mm-hmm. chips in um yeah it'll be interesting uh the timberwolves did make one signing they signed nathan knight to a two-year uh or sorry a two-way contract um, who is he? You ask. Well, that's a good question because I didn't know either. Uh, he's a 23-year-old big man out of William Mary. He was a rookie last season. Um, he appeared in 33 games for the uh, Atlanta Hawks, and he averaged four points and two rebounds per game. He's six foot ten. Again, probably not too much to look into here. The Wolves have done pretty good on these like weird fringe guys. Um, yeah. But I mean, you can. But you need you to, can, that's like a supplemental skill. Yeah. And, <laughs> right? and, and, and you can debate how important that is. It's like, well, are these guys good in getting playing time? Cause the rest of your roster sucks. Right. Like, or cause they're actually good. So right. I don't know. Um, all right, Julian, I put together um, three winners and yeah, one loser from, from the Western conference. And we'll do the same with the East in our podcast next week. Um, all right, let's go down the list. And some of these teams, will, the winners are probably the, surprise you because in the West, it was a little bit, no, no teams besides the Lakers. So we'll get to made huge, huge leaps. Um, a lot of it was kind of positioning and, um, teams kind of showing their hands on, on where they're at. So, um, all right. My three winners are, uh, the first is the thunder and you might say, well, that's weird because they didn't, they haven't really done anything, but, and and eventually Oklahoma city is going to have to make a move. Um, but 
this year, again, they did it again. They they acquired a first-round pick from the Celtics for Kemba Walker and then another first-round pick from the Jazz for Derek Favors. Yep. Um, and then during the draft, they drafted Josh Giddy from Australia, who's a guard, um, with the sixth overall pick. And they also had um, a pick in the mid-teens that they ended up trading with Houston for two future first-round picks. So um, I don't know if this is like totally up-to-date, but from my math, it was – the Thunder owned 36 picks over the next seven years, 18 first round picks and seven or sorry, 18 first and 18 second round picks. Um, I like, yeah, you can't keep kicking the can down the road. I, I understand this. Like you can't just keep acquiring first round picks and then mm-hmm. like you're not building anything. But I mean, it feels like there's a realistic situation where if suddenly a star wants out, right. And it's, let's say it's, I'm just spitballing here, right? Like, yeah. let's say Carl Anthony Towns is like, hey, I want out of Minnesota. Yeah. And um, Bradley Beal is like, hey, I want out of Washington. And this isn't true. But and Bradley Beal and Towns are best friends. And like, they're looking for places to go where they can go together. And you look at the Thunder and you go, okay, that's like a complete, like empty slate here. We yeah. like you have Gilgis Alexander, who's really good. And then you have all these assets where if suddenly you're like, hey, uh, Bradley Beal wants to come here. Okay, five first round picks or whatever, and then yeah, something like Alec Gilgis Alexander and four firsts would get like most players in the league. Yeah, right? and then yeah, for sure. And then you go to the next guy down the list if like Bradley Beal wants to bring someone with him, and you bring like I mean, it reminds me a little bit of the Celtics. Granted, the Celtics already had Paul Pierce, but when they made those deals for Ray Allen and Kevin Garnett, like it's easier to convince other stars to come to his town once there's like already one or two in place. So, um, I mean, I, yeah, like eventually they're going to have to just like try to draft the right guys. That's the thing, right? But like, I mean, until then, if you can get a first round pick for just taking on Kemba Walker's contract who they just bought out, like, yeah, all day. Totally. And I think that there's like a point where it almost becomes like teams are going to know that they have, they can't even roster all these players that they have picks for. So it's kind of like maybe at some point they're kind of undercutting their own leverage because teams know they have to move these firsts. Um, but at the same time, like teams are going to want those players that, that those first, that those picks are tied to. And we've talked about it a lot, how picks are so much more valuable than players. Yeah. You know? And so if there's not a player that OKC likes, trade the pick like yeah i think you know new york did the same thing in this draft i think it was like you know they they had i don't know like 19 or something and they flipped it for a future first and it's kind of just like yeah because whatever player you take with that pick is going to be a less valuable asset than the pick and so if your guy's not there get more picks um I agree about the the kind of it, it really kind of in the last couple of years future firsts have really kind of become the currency of getting star players. Um and so and I mean we even see future firsts thrown in like for players that aren't stars. Yeah. So it, it's just escalating and so it's going to get to the point where yeah, you might need like if you want to trade for two stars, you might need 10 or 12 first round picks, which sounds crazy but like that's where I, we're going. But if you're like I mean, this is this is nuts, right? But if you're the Blazers, right? And yeah. all of a sudden, Dame is like, I want out. Mm-hmm. And he's got four years left on his contract. Um, where if you're the Thunder, you're like, you know what? We can get him. And like, 
this sounds crazy. I've never thought about this before. You just brought that up. But like, what if the Thunder like, hey, here are nine first round picks. Yeah. And yeah. It's like, oh, okay. Like, I guess. Like, yeah. Uh, you, you know, and then it's like, if you're the Thunder, then you're like, okay, we still have eight first round picks over the next eight years. And now we yeah. have Lillard and we have um, Gilgis Alexander. And then maybe you go, okay, like, let's go get Bradley Beal. And yeah, they're, get, like, they're so pick rich. It's almost like they can just blow other teams' offers out of the water. Mm-hmm. Like they can offer deals that team other teams like simply can't do. And yeah. it might be people might be like, "Oh, that's an insane price to pay," but it's like that's what they have. That's but, like they have whatever fifty first rounders. Yeah, and that's the thing, right? Like when you're taking on like the Kemba Walker and the Derek Favors, and you're helping other teams out get rid of their their you know they want more cap space. It's, I mean, for them, these first round picks are like walking outside and finding a twenty dollar bill yeah, on the ground. Like, exactly. You don't necessarily need the money, but it's like, all right, if it's free, I'm going to take it. So mm-hmm. then, when you, you know, when you waste that twenty dollars on pull tabs at the local VFW later, um, <laughs> doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't really hurt as bad. Uh, all right, let's go to the next team. Um, now, this team, the Phoenix Suns. Now, I'm not like super excited about them as far as like they had a disappointing finals. Sadly, I think they're, I don't want to say their windows closed, but like just by looking at some of the other teams and like the health status of, te- I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, but like they, they, they were able to get the Chris Paul deal done and the contract is actually pretty favorable. Yeah. Um, it sounds like it's, it's a four year one twenty, but it's not really a four year one twenty. It, um, the third year of Paul's deal, which is only 15 million guaranteed. Um, so it's more of like a three-year 85, and then the because then the fourth year is a complete team option. And by the fourth year, Chris Paul will be 40. So I I doubt that they'll pay that. So basically, what you're yeah. doing is you're opening your window for another two years with Devin Booker and DeAndre Ayton and Chris Paul as your core. Yep. And they I, I like the JaVale McGee signing. I think that makes yeah, a lot of I sense. Yeah, I agree. Um, they did lose Tory Craig, which is kind of a bummer. Um, but you know, if you're relying on Tory Craig to win you finals games, you probably weren't going to win the finals games. Yeah, right. Um, so, so I don't know. No, I think and, and bringing campaign back was huge. I heard like some buzz that he might have been like going to New York or something. So it's good that he came back. So I, I think that. Uh, I mean, I got to sneeze. All right. Um, I think. Thank you. I think that with. It's like the Suns just made the finals. They have to yeah. at least try to run it back. And if it totally goes off the rails, this Chris Call Paul contract is pretty tradable. Um, and I think that that fourth year team option, like you can imagine, like, okay, you trade him after, you know, even at the like trade deadline of year two of that deal. Yeah. Then teams like, all right, we get a year and a half of Chris Paul. And if it doesn't work out, we can not pick up the option. So, yeah. so I think there's like, they've done this in a way that both extends their window if their run is legitimate, which, you know, I, it's not really fair for us to say that it wasn't a legitimate. Yeah, I, I agree. We've talked about this before. So, so if they can run it back, they've given themselves the opportunity to do so, but they haven't locked themselves into years of kind of bad contracts um, just because they had this great run. So I think they did a really nice job. Uh, don't forget about Frank Kaminsky. Yeah. Ooh. I mean, he was all right. Yeah. Uh, I once, did I tell you I had beers with Frank Kaminsky's dad once? No. Yeah, so uh, we'll go down Radke memories, memory lane here. We love uh, Radke memory lane here. 2015 NBA draft. Uh, Noah Furchie and I were at the uh, players or the like the the team hotel. Um, well, I guess it probably wasn't the team hotel. It was just like the draft hotel. This mm-hmm. is where everything was happening. And that year, the Wolves had the number one pick. And 
we didn't really have anything to do that next morning really. Um, and so we were like, you know what, let's just go to the hotel bar and have a few drinks and eat. Um, and we're probably at the bar at like, I don't know, nine 30 or 10 at night. And sitting at the bar is, uh, just a guy who, um, I mean, he looked exactly like Frank Kaminsky, but <laughs> so you're like, um, oh. turns out it's his dad. And as we, the night goes on longer, his, his, uh, bar stool gets closer and closer to us as we're kind of talking across the bar. And, uh, before you know it, it's like one forty-five in the morning and we've had like 10 drinks with Frank Kaminsky senior. <laughs> and he's talking about how I like, basically my, you know, Frank should go in, at this spot. He's talking about like stories about like Kentucky and, and the Wisconsin team and blah, blah, blah. And, um, it's pretty fun. Like I don't remember yeah. a lot of what was talked about, but I remember yeah, we had a fun cool. time. Nice. So, um, yeah, memories shout with out, Frank Kaminsky. Frank Kaminsky, yeah, senior. Yeah, shout out to him. Um, also uh, worth noting, campaign signed a three-year, nineteen million dollar deal, yep. which I think a lot of people thought was a pretty good deal. Um, think about this. So, campaign, who was a lottery pick, uh, like seven years ago, he's only twenty-six years old. Um, up to this point in his NBA career, he's made seventeen million over seven seasons. So wow. he's going to more than double that over the next three. So good job, um, campaign. That's what happens when you show up in the playoffs. Yeah, you good for him. Like, for I, I think he was getting that like a China contract, which like to a normal human is still like seven hundred thousand dollars, and that's, that's obviously great. Yeah, <laughs> but just like going from seven hundred thousand to six million a year. Um, yep, good, good for him. And uh, Dennis Schroeder still waiting for someone to still to waiting. The bag. That's not yeah, good. that's the thing. I, I I said this the other day. I was just like, the, the, there's a lot of good free agents left that are going to get like pretty reasonable deals for teams, which is why I'm still like not totally off the Wolves bandwagon for like free agency. There's some good guys. Um, and while I tweeted that, like Reggie Bullock got like a three year, 30 million or something. And it's like, well, yes, bad players will always get big contracts too. But like, all right, you, you know, at some point, like teams are going to run out of cap space and then they, some of these guys are just going to, it's going to be like yep. musical chairs. Um, all right. San Antonio Spurs are my final winner. Um, and they're for surely going to be worse next year. Good. But the reason I finally. say this, <laughs> yeah, they're like, but finally, right. Like they have like the Spurs have made the decision that, you know what, we're not going to be in this purgatory of being like the sixth to 10th best team in the West. That's not going to compete, which is yep. where they've been ever since the Kawhi Leonard trade. Um, I think they, like they took a shot that they had to with like DeMar DeRozan and the Marcus Aldridge, seeing if that would work. And like it didn't. So um, yeah, out Patty Mills and, and DeMar DeRozan. And then you're basically like, Hey, um, Keldon Johnson, Devin Vassell, DeJounte Murray, Derek White. Like, let's see, yep. let's see what we can do here. I, I agree with you mostly. I think that the like organizational direction is, is great. Um, they clearly need to rebuild. This is not, they were never going to win a championship with that team. Um, yeah. and it's good that they're committing to that. I do not think they got enough back for DeRozan. <laughs> um, I don't really know why they, they helped Chicago do that um, for the price that was paid. I don't know if Chicago should have done that deal either, which I guess is kind of a, right. you know, a question. So I don't, I don't really, I don't really have a strong opinion on that, but you know, I, it's good. I think it's overall good. You know, it's, it's kind of sad when you think about what 
they turned Kawhi into, but we don't have to like think back that that far. Um, I think given where they're at now, they did the right thing, and that's really all you can do. You can only control what you can control. So, yeah, um, and I like that they took a flyer on Zach Collins, who's been like, yeah, totally He's in Portland. Played. Every time yeah. it got wind, every time it got windy, he got hurt. Um, yeah. But uh, no, it's good. It's not to see. Chicago, so that's good. Yeah, I was, yeah, it's not Chicago. <laughs> um, no, so it's good to see him. Like, I, I, I think that could be a good sign. Like, yeah, it's just good for these teams to just like realize who you are. Yes. Which, I mean, we can bring we can tie this back to the Timberwolves at some point too, right? Where it's like the Timberwolves have all this young talent that's like up and coming. But if you're going to be the 11th seed in the West and all the players want to leave in two years, well, what does that really mean? Um, that's and do but, they? That's like my big question. Everybody talks about how the Timberwolves have this, all this young talent that's up and coming. This well, might be a question for another pod, but it's like, well, obviously Anthony Edwards, young yeah. talent up and coming. Jade McDaniels, maybe. Yeah. Uh, Kat and D'Lo, are they still up and coming? You know, like, do you still consider them up and coming? Yeah. No, I, I like, I consider Kat as, no, I mean, that's a good point. Like, I mean, probably a deeper conversation here. I think Carl is like one of the top, six big men in the league. Oh, 100%. But yes. if you're saying like, I mean, punch drunk wolves, who's like, he gets ripped for being negative, but like, it's hard not to be negative. He's usually people. right. Yeah. And he just <laughs> basically was just like, yeah, Carl's a great pe- per- person to have on your team. But if he's like your best guy, like you're probably not going to go that far. I and mean, I think that's is like, is he ever going to get 20% better? Yeah. And like, so like, yeah, if Carl's your third best player, like you're winning a championship probably, or like you're, you know, you're like making that run. But um, yeah, I don't know. Um, I mean, yeah, again, that's a probably a deeper conversation for a deeper time. But um, I like what the Spurs did basically by just saying, like, yep, uh, we here's the we're throwing in the towel, like time for Pop to coach some young players. All right. A deeper conversation for a deeper time. Says for, a deep, for a deeper time. I'm not th- recording not this on a time. Friday, Friday at lunch break. That's, that's how you actually push down all serious conversations in your life. That's Is a you, deeper conversation. You just go, you know time, what, man. I'm just not in the headspace right now for that conversation. Hey. And then somebody goes, will you ever be? And you go, no, no, I will not be. We'll see tomorrow. I guess. Yeah. We'll, we'll see tomorrow and the next day. Um, all right. Biggest loser. Um, this is hard because I think there were probably a few teams that qualified. Um, I, I mean, if you're going like wins and losses, I guess you could make the argument for for like even the Spurs. I guess in, in that case, the Pelicans I thought had a really bad free agency. Yep. Um, like well, they're they, gonna lose Zion, dude. It's yeah. It's I mean, it's the writing's on the wall. They like you lose Lonzo Ball, and, and he gets a actually pretty good contract from Chicago, like team friendly. And then you overpay for Devonte Graham. Yeah, like I, I like I like Devonte Graham, but that was not good. He was just like, I, it seemed very unorganized. And they're certainly a loser. I don't think they're the biggest loser. However, my biggest loser is the Lakers, who I think like, I think they'll actually probably get like the number one seed in the West because Westbrook plays hard. LeBron is good. Davis is good, but like for a team that it's like pretty much championship or bust here in the last like year or two of LeBron's time, the fact that they are just like, yep, we're going to have a team with a bunch of guys that can't shoot that don't play any defense. And that's going to be that. And it's like, 
you look at their roster and you're like, yeah, I guess if this was four years ago, we'd be in a great place, yeah. but um, losing it, it, Alice Caruso is weirdly bad for them. Yeah. And like KCP played a big role on that team. Kuzma played a big role on that team. Uh, it's just like, if you look at the replay, like I get, like I am a Mel, I am a Carmelo Anthony fan because of what he did with the Blazers. I was a great story. It was really fun. I really like Carmelo Anthony. He should not be your starting. He should not be in your, in your starting lineup. In or even probably like, probably not be playing more than 15 minutes a game. Like Exactly. He was good with the Blazers because he played 15, 20 minutes a game off the bench for buckets. And like, that was it. And that's perfect for him. But he, oh man, I just hope that the, that the kind of pendulum doesn't swing back on him and everybody hates him now again. Cause you know, it was that redemption arc was kind of fun. Yeah. Um, no, it, I don't know if, if the team was like, if you, I guess the, the part that is troubling for me, it's the, t- the thing the team needed the most was three-point shooting throughout, like, over the offseason and, like, playmaking. And you trade all of your shooters to get Russell Westbrook, which you're basically yeah. double down. You're you're double downing on your strengths, but you're also, like, majorly double downing on your weaknesses. Yeah. Um, and you have, like, what? So they answered that with, like, what? Malik Monk and Kendrick Nunn, neither of and- whom can really even play. Yeah, and I I like Malik Monk. I thought like that was actually yeah. like a, a good signing. But you're right though. Like it's like okay, and then we're gonna. It's like okay, we we like Taylor Horton Tucker, so let's sign him to a three year, thirty million dollar deal, even though we've only seen him like play really well in preseason. And it seems weird. Like hey, let's get rid of Caruso so we can give more minutes to Horton Tucker, even though they're basically on the same contract in Horton or uh, in Caruso's better. They should have just done the Buddy Heald deal. It would yeah. have solved all that would, of I would have all fe- of these problems. They would I would have, have felt the- much better about the oh, Lakers yeah. if you if you somehow bring back like Schroeder and then you have Schroeder, Buddy Heald, LeBron. Like that's yeah. I feel much better about that. And yep. you still have I think KCP in that deal. So it's like uh, Heald's like one of the best shooters in the league. If yeah. you know, like I I, I I mean we talked about it last time. I just don't get it. I mean, yeah, we'll see. I we, guess. Yeah. Yeah, we will we will see. It'll be it'll be interesting. Um again, I think they're gonna be a good regular season team, but they're gonna make a lot of money. Yeah, and they're gonna make a lot of money. Um, because of the jersey sales and stuff. So I guess Well, you know, you know what I always <laughs> said the Lakers need to worry about is making money. Making money. Finally, so the Lakers are finally <laughs> they're doing it. Uh all right, Julian, that's all we got. Uh we're recording this on a Friday over lunch break, so Hopefully you're listening to this on maybe on your way to the cabin or something. I don't know. I don't yeah, know I'll, uh, I'll get this published right away. So awesome. Uh, thanks Julian and everybody else that's listening. Um, all 114 of you, we appreciate you and we love you and we'll talk to you next time. Thank you to our 10,000 YouTube listeners. 10,000, <laughs> maybe more. Bye. <laughs>